This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's original Nooks and Crannies English muffins. Which, Matthew, is exactly what I wanted for breakfast this morning, and I didn't have any, and I am going to fix that right away. You're going to go to the store and get some of those Nooks and Crannies? I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to split them with a fork, which is so satisfying. <laughs> While you're at the store? No, <laughs> no at home. Okay. And then I'm going to toast them, and I'm going to watch the butter melt, and then I am going to eat them all the crispy, craggly, soft bits. Oh! Okay, if you haven't tried them already, you have got to get some Thomas's nooks and crannies English muffins into your life. They are truly like no other. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious or stir it up in a a pitcher. Uh um, And we drink it all for for real. Uh And you can't have any. (laughs) We're really going to drink this all because well, it's a lot. Well, you practically poured all of it into the, our cups. My I, God, it's so much tang. I made a quart of tang, which is what? our which is our subject for this okay. topic for this week. No, it's our subject for this week. Yes, we are going to subject you to our subject, <laughs> uh-huh. tang. Did you come up with this episode idea? I think you did. I think I did in a previous episode. I'm not sure which Why'd you one do that? it was. I had tang only a few times as a kid. Me too. And I haven't had it since, but... Uh, you know, it was always something that other people's parents bought, like, mm, like Hawaiian. Like, That's what that song OPP was about. It was yeah, about other tang. people's parents. It actually yeah. sort of was about tang. Um, anyway, uh, it was kind of like Hawaiian punch that way. I, I yes. loved it, and and I never got it except when other people provided it. What about high C? And uh, high C never worked for me quite the same way. Sunny D. So Sunny I, D was gross. So I remember that in kindergarten. And maybe this was the case in other like years of school for mm-hmm. me. Uh, parents had to provide the snacks for each sure. day, and I remember like the wide variety of snacks that parents provided. Everything from tang being one of the items they brought in. I think that was my first exposure to tang. Sure. To some parents brought in frog legs. I think, no, I think almost no. as like a punk, like a punked kind of thing. And I think back on it, and it's not like my school was like super snobby or anything. I mean, I think somebody brought it in like intentionally because we were talking about something related. Like, hey, kids. 
like a. <laughs> and I remember I tasted them. Uh huh. And I don't think I could eat them now. I mean, I can hardly look at a frog. I can't touch a, a live I've, frog. I've eaten frog legs within the yeah. last few years. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Do you, uh, do you think they taste like chicken? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, have you been on snack duty and what le- kind of legs did you bring? So I've been on snack duty. Um, e- each family in June's class has one or two weeks a mm-hmm. year that you have to bring snack for. Um, but, you know, I'm always given a list. And within oh, the list, yeah. I, I get to choose. But it's like, you know, bring one box of uh, gluten free muffin mix okay. or like bring, you know, carrots or. Oh, that's that's too easy. Yeah. Or like I, bring bring two boxes of crackers. I was on the last time I was on snack duty was when uh, Iris was in preschool and I took it way too. I was I was the fucking frog leg guy. Yeah. I'm I pretty didn't sure literally bring I frog legs. But remember, I remember didn't you make like ants on a Like not ants on a log. Uh, ants on a tree. Ants on a tree. No, um, but I did make uh, I made pot stickers one time and like cooked them in front of the class. Oh Matthew! Um, oh, I bless made empanadas, you. and the thing didn't the you thing make I, those chicken meatballs once too? Not for not for preschool snack. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I I, ma- I did make those chicken meatballs like for dinner. Okay, meatballs but, would be would be a difficult to serve snack for a bunch of four year olds. I think. Wow! Yeah, June's June's school does way simpler snacks, and I think part of it is that like the kids prepare their own snack. Like, because it's like a Montessori oh, sure. thing, you know? What, what do you mean by prepare? Well, so, like, the teacher puts out, like, the things for that day, and it, and the kids are responsible for, like, cutting cheese if, oh. if they are. <laughs> cutting the cheese. <laughs> I mean, they're doing that anyway. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, uh, they're going to slice their own bananas or... Well, see, because what, what I figured <laughs> was... your own bananas. <laughs> your own damn bananas, <laughs> you dumb kids. I, I thought uh, when you said, like, gluten-free muffin mix, that the teacher was just going to set out this box of muffin <laughs> mix and be like, all right, kids, I'm out of here. You figure this shit out. No, but I think <laughs> I'll that there... I'll be back on Thursday. I think that there might be, like, a couple kids who go into the kitchen with the assistant and, like, help make the muffins. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they're they not invited and they just sneak in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, I love the thought of you in front of the class with some sort of, like, little butane portable burner like making pot stickers yeah it was a it was an electric frying pan it was it was was so humiliating oh for sure (laughs) okay but what about tang um okay i like you only occasionally had tang growing up um but then when i got to college all of a sudden tang unexpectedly became a thing the reason in college yes so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this it's not really a story it's just like like i had an eccentric friend Kind of story. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you didn't have any eccentric friends in college. No, definitely not. So uh, my uh, next door ish neighbor in the dorm, uh, Kenji, um, who uh, I was later in the band Fluffy Kittens with, uh, he was really into Tang. Not in the sense that he especially liked to drink it, but he thought it was funny. And I, I okay. you know, his his enthusiasm was so infectious um, that I thought it was funny too. But wait, was it like a punchline for his jokes? <laughs> well, he like- called himself the tang master general so yes and i mean he would keep tang on hand yeah um so this they have like tang t-shirts and like tang backpack i don't think so it was is there such a thing as a tang backpack a a real weirdo because now i want (laughs) he was i mean a lovable he's a great guy yes no no i'm just trying to figure out how you how you live your enthusiasm for Tang. Well, here's one way. You know, I think like my fate as a podcaster was set in college when uh, Kenji and I developed this 
quote, radio show that we called the 1220 Nightmare, in which we would set up a guitar amp over the outdoor section of the dining hall. This was in Southern California Mm -hmm. and like blast punk songs and like our dumb jokes to people who did not want to hear them. And we (laughs) we we thought we were like being real funny until someone threw a rock at the window and (laughs) broke Kenji's window. And then we didn't do the show anymore after that. What does Tang have to do with it? (laughs) Oh, so so like um, one (laughs) I'm getting there. (laughs) I mean, isn't it obvious? Uh, At one point, we uh, we took apart the telephone that was in the wall on the wall of the hallway of the dorm and somehow wired it into. His guitar amp, so that we could call the Tang Company and ask them some questions about Tang. And specifically, wow, you guys were so much more fun in college than anybody I hung oh, yeah, out with. Definitely, like, like everyone listening is hearing that story and thinking, "Boy, these guys sound fun." No, <laughs> I don't want to punch them at all. No, I mean I want to punch you, and I probably probably would have totally rolled my eyes at you in college. But you were so much more fun. Like, you did all those pranks you read about, like, in books, like Our Secret Better Lives by Matthew Amster Burton. Oh, my God. Yeah, those that prank of just being loud and annoying. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> Everybody, you know, like, like down the hall from me in my, my, like, freshman dorm was a dude who had, like, started a tech company when he was, like, 17. Like, I went to school with, like, this guy, these kind of people. Yeah, fuck that, that guy. fun. We started was- a... a- like fake podcast. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> and look at us now. <laughs> uh, so uh, one one thing, like I remember vividly, the, the reason we called the Tang Company was that we discovered at one point at the supermarket that they had mango Tang. And so, of course, we bought the mango Tang and tried it. And it was not very good. But uh, we were curious, like, what other flavors of Tang did they have? So we called the company on the air and asked them, like, what other Tang flavors have you made? I don't mm-hmm. remember the answer, but I did do some research for this episode. You want to hear about it? I had no idea you had such a history with Tang. This is delightful. So, but the, the thing is, and I'm, and I'm completely serious, like throughout this time, I'm pretty sure neither Kenji nor I really liked Tang that much. We just thought it was funny that, uh, that we thought the name was funny. I, I'm getting it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm understanding how you worked it into your friendship. Now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Another thing that uh, that Kenji did that I was less involved with, but but respected very much, was he made a fake presidential campaign, um, and it, the uh, running mates were Vol and Nacho Cheese. And there's no more to the story than that. It was Vol for president and Nacho Cheese for vice president. Vol, like, isn't that a? a, a like it's like a, a little mammal. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> cool. That's that's the whole joke. So, um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my history with Tang. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Now, did you know that there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G? Well, Matthew, I actually did because we love Third Love here at Spilled Milk. We have talked and worn a lot of these bras, both of us. I mean, we have talked about and worn, I speak for both of us, these bras. Look, I can't, I'm not going to deny anything. (laughs) Great. You know, one of the great things about Third Love is they make all kinds of really great looking bras, including like lacy ones, but they all have the memory foam cups. So they're super comfortable all day long. Like you don't even know you're wearing it. Just yesterday, I was wearing one from the lounge collection, which. Oh, yes. It, it, it's, it feels like a sports bra, but way more comfortable with this like a cute little like, keyhole. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that feature. I really like it. So comfortable. I, I totally forget I'm wearing it. Yeah. So your perfect bra is out there and it's out there on thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and when you go there you will not only find your perfect fitting bra but you're going to get 15% off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk change the way you think about bras 
This episode is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is the easiest way to shop for all natural products to make your home beautiful. Yep, it's going to save you time and money because here's how it works. You know, you want safe products for keeping your home clean, fresh you know, scrub down. Yep. And you don't want to go all over town to six different stores to get your favorite brands. Like, Which is what we usually yeah, have to do. Yeah, like, you know, if you like the Mrs. Myers and the Seventh Generation and the Method and the Burt's Bees and, like, trying to find all Tom's of those. Tom's of Maine. Yep. All of those are on Grove Collaborative, and they make it easy to get exactly the products you want and keep them in stock around your house uh, so you never have to worry about it. Plus, they have their own house brand that makes really, really lovely products in incredible different fragrances. Yeah, they've got beautiful kitchen towels, sponges. They've got reusable sandwich bags that look pretty good because I'm a notorious Ziploc waster. (laughs) They're also, and this is really cool, a certified benefit corporation, which means that they have to meet strict standards for accountability transparency, and the way that they treat workers and the environment. So sign up now at grove.co slash spilled milk. And if you spend at least 20 bucks, you'll get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set and a bonus gift. Yep. And this is for buying great products that you were going to buy anyway, or trying something new that's 100% guaranteed. So once again, that's grove.co, not.com, grove.co slash spilled milk. Important important thing before before I uh, talk a little bit about the the history like of Tang itself, not just my history. I I learned that Tang should not be confused with the Tang Dynasty. Ooh, Those I'm glad are you different clarified things. that. Yeah, Tang Dynasty, different thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one thing I was wondering was, do astronauts really drink Tang? Because I think Tang has been like banking on this this astronaut association for many decades. Well, I hope that you're going to tell me because that was always what I heard as a kid, but I don't understand why astronauts would drink Tang and not like uh, Country Time Lemonade. Well, I think, uh, I, I can't answer that except that like I think Tang got lucky, but Tang was not, so, so some people will, will tell you that Tang was like developed by or for the space program. This is not true. Okay. Uh, Tang was, was introduced in 1957 mm-hmm. uh, and it was not developed for the space program, but it was first used on the Mercury program in 1962, and that was What's like... What's the Mercury program? It was the one that preceded the Apollo program, oh. so it was uh, like orbiting but not going to the moon. Okay. So that was like a massive boost for like the popularity of Tang. Like You can't buy advertising like that. No, you cannot. Do you think that, that Tesla is the new Tang? I do. It's a funny word. You know, now it starts with T. Now, it's in space it's for in no space. particular reason. It's just <laughs> orbiting the Earth with uh-huh. a, a crash test dummy that is sitting in it. Except it's much less useful because you cannot drink it. That's true. Uh, so yeah, t- Would you Tesla is the new have Tang. Tang or a Tesla? Hmm. I guess since I could sell the Tesla, yeah. I would take. I mean, it depends okay. how much Tang. I guess. Okay. If you if you mean like what I like to have like ownership of Tang the company, I guess I would take that. Okay. Okay. Tang stock. It's actually made by Kraft. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. In 2013, in an interview, former uh, former NASA astronaut. Why did I write this as former NASA astronaut? Just fucking astronaut. Buzz Aldrin said Tang sucks. Oh. <laughs> Wow. He's so not Tang, wrong. Is Tang supposed to be, is this supposed to be orange flavored? It's for sure supposed to be orange flavored, yes. Okay, okay. And and so, like, do, so people must buy a ton of this. It, you wrote here that Kraft sells over $1 billion in Tang per year? So this is, this is kind of interesting. Okay. Um, 
I think that Tang has steadily dropped in popularity in the U.S., but is still very popular or has become very popular in lots of other countries. So when I went out looking for Tang, they they allegedly make Tang in a number of flavors, not just around the world, but in the U.S. also. I could only find original orange flavor and like... I went to the Safeway, which is a big supermarket that that is usually like whatever kind of junk food I'm looking for, they'll have 17 varieties of it. Mm -hmm. No, they just had the classic Tang mix. And I think part of what's going on is that the uh, like flavored non-juice beverages category is being taken over by like, you know, the health drinks like the kombucha that we did recently on the one side and then like the drops of stuff that you add to water. So so it tastes not like water category you know Mm -hmm. this this like i I don't think i've tried any of these things we need to do an episode on it Mm -hmm. yeah let's do because that's the section that i found the tang in along with the kool-aid but like the tang and kool-aid have been pushed to like the sad lower shelves by like the mio and the buy and stuff what these are brand names of drops that you put in your water oh god you know i feel like i'm i didn't even know about these things no this was a thing that made me feel like oh my god like the the world has like become a technological dystopia where where like people are just like having drops instead of food and like it i totally missed it and i'm very old Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that the, the supermarket is more and more being encroached upon by things that are enjoyed by whippersnappers rather than me snappers. You know, um, my grade school music teacher, Uh Mrs. Havens, once called me a whippersnapper. Really? What had you done? I have no idea. I'd probably like uh, talked to my neighbor instead of listening to her. But I mean, Mm. like if anybody has ever been a whippersnapper, it was not me. I was like old before my time. While Mm. you were like uh, playing in bands with dumb names (laughs) and hanging out with your friend inventing presidential campaigns, I was going to bed at 9 p.m. in college. Why? Because I was tired. Mm -hmm. Did you get up early? (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, that that sounds pretty great. I I think I was, I don't know. I don't know. If you could go back just, and do I it never, all over. I never found my people in college. Mm, I just never found yeah. them. And I feel kind of sad about it. You should, you know what you so should. So instead, I think I just slept it off. <laughs> okay. What, what I was going to say, you should do, what you should do is write a novel about how, like, basically that's about you in college, only you're much cooler. Yeah. Yeah, uh, once again, I, I highly like recommend this. Our Secret Better Lives by Matthew Amster Burton. Uh-huh, it's available now where books are sold. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, hold on. Yes. So, so wait a minute. Is Tang supposed to have any like nutritional benefits or is this just like a tasty drink? It has added vitamin C okay. and that's pretty much it. So it uh, it has no juice. It's basically sugar and a little flavoring and uh, vitamin C. Wow can can we um can we get busy drinking it? Oh, let's. I've I've been drinking mine already. Let's I mean, get busy. I've been drinking mine too, but I want to talk about it because it's very surprising to me how thick it is. It has a mouthfeel. Yeah. All, I I know that you hate it when we talk about mouthfeel. No, I love it more than anything. But it has a mouthfeel that's a lot like whole milk. And for once, like, ask me why it has that mouth mouthfeel. Because usually when you ask me that kind ask of question, me. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you now why it has that mouthfeel. Well, uh, because it contains guar and xanthan gums. Oh. In parentheses, provide body. Oh well, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, it's... or in Latin, habeas corpus. <laughs> 
<laughs> it has a lot of body. And now that I know that it comes from like seaweed or no, that's carrageenan. What does guar gum come from? From a tree? Mm, probably a tree. Well, now that I know I'm like drinking like artificial like thickeners and body eyesers. Uh, before, before that, you thought tang was good for you? <laughs> no, before that, I think oh. I just somehow thought that magically the sugar dissolved in the water and it, it had the texture of whole milk. Sure. I don't know. I wonder if tang mixed with milk would be good. Seems like it might. Maybe like it'd be whipped, like a creamsicle. Whipped a little, yeah. Like if you if you whip that up a little bit with God, one of no, those. I think this sounds terrible. Frothers. Actually. I take it back. Yeah, you're right. Okay, maybe <laughs> served hot. There's something about this that I do really like. like I, yeah, it's like, better than I, I remember. Like it, I like it more than, for instance, like the Capri Suns that we drank on a very old episode. I think I agree. Uh, you know, I think that if this were really cold. And mm-hmm. if it were on, I could get some ice, ice cubes. I think this it would can be, be done. incredibly refreshing. And I, I feel like this is the kind of drink that um, I would want to drink on a very hot and humid day. And I might like put some sparkling water in it. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not near the microphone when I'm saying that. I'm getting ice. Um, I mean, I wonder if it would be fair to, to uh, like. If we were to look up the distribution of where Tang sells the most, I wonder, I mean, probably for a whole lot of reasons, it sells a lot in places that are really hot or like tropical. Argentina, a lot of Tang. Mexico, Mm -hmm. um, parts of Southeast Asia, the Philippines. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I want to drink this when I'm really hot. Yeah. Those kinds of like, like in in tropical places, I think uh, like shelf stable beverage mixes do really well because they don't spoil like everything does in the tropics very quickly. Yes. Um, Taste it with the ice cubes, (laughs) Matthew. It's really good. I get Tang now. I love this stuff. Buzz Aldrin, you were wrong. Buzz Aldrin, you need to listen to the Tang Master General. (laughs) Um, Okay, I've got more facts about Tang whenever you're ready. I I was... I loved everything I learned except the part where I learned that most of the cool Tang flavors are not available here. So the creator of Tang was William A. Mitchell, who also invented Pop Rocks and Cool Whip. This makes a lot of sense. Has any other person done more for For human happiness? (laughs) Probably not. Can we, have we ever tasted Cool Whip on the show? Um, Because we we did like a whipped cream episode. Maybe long-suffering producer Abby can tell us whether we have or not. I thought you were just going to make her taste Cool Whip. I don't think we've ever had Pop Rocks on the show. And I've never had Pop Rocks at all because as a child I was scared of them. Oh, you were scared that that they would explode your stomach? No, I was scared that it would like, because somebody told me that when they pop on your tongue that it kind of like stings a little bit or burns a little bit. And I was scared of it. I can understand that. I was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you sound like a barrel of fun. I don't have words for myself. <laughs> you got you got scared of Pop Rocks and had to sleep it off. <laughs> um, my kid, when she was little, was once uh, got super scared of trees with like holly or other trees with pokey bits. Oh, like yeah. Pine, pine trees, holly yeah. bushes, anything pokey. Yes. Like that was the thing she was most scared of I in the world. I hated that stuff too. And there was a lot of holly in Oklahoma City <laughs> yeah. where I grew up. And I have this... 
do you have these kind of like weird, um, very, do you have any places in your memory that you return to and like hang out there? Yeah, I do. Uh, one of them for me is my childhood friend, Leslie Fretwell's house. Mm-hmm. I often go back to her house and I like walk around there in my mind. But she also, there was a brick wall that went all the way around her backyard. And I remember very wow. clearly what it was like to walk on top of the brick wall. That sounds magical. Right? That sounds like a scene from like a tragic middle grade book that we always talk about. Right? Like a, I remember what it was like to walk on top of this wall. Maybe it went around like two sides of her house or something. Yeah, it's like but, I remember walking around this wall with my friend and then a dog died and everyone got sad forever. Yes, yes. And then and there was a swing mm-hmm. going yep. into the forest. And <laughs> But anyway, there were a bunch of holly bushes, as I recall, in one part of the yard. And I was always afraid of, like, I, I couldn't get up on the wall there. I had to already be on the wall. <laughs> and then some visitors <laughs> arrived from another dimension and we had to go save my dad. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, I think about her house all the time. I can still hear the grandfather clock in the hallway. Oh my god! Yeah, they, they had a, like a like with the whole pendulum and everything. Yeah. Oh, I think I think I was at one point as a kid really into grandfather clocks. I forgot about this. <laughs> like I just thought they were really cool, and I didn't understand why we couldn't get one. Across from the grandfather clock was a bathroom that was, for some reason, when you went in it and closed the door, it kind of felt like a padded cell. It was carpeted. Oh, yeah. And anyway, I remember that was the first bathroom that I ever peed in the sink of. What? And I think this is something that like um, (laughs) girls have done, like girls do together when many of them go into the bathroom at the same time. And if you really have to go, like one of you might go into the sink. Well, this is the first I've heard of this. Only one. Okay, listeners. I really, I hear this. I really I hear had this. to go, and so did my friend Leslie, and she went for the toilet, and I went for the sink. Okay, I, I seriously want to know from listeners, is this a thing only only Molly has done, or is this actually a thing? Oh, God, I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> nope, can't take it back now. Okay. No, the place that I go back to is uh, my, we used to like stay at this house occasionally on summer vacation at Lake Merwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that is, maybe in Oregon, maybe in Washington, we could Google it mm-hmm. um but like it was one of these vacation houses that when i was a kid i was like oh my god like this is the most amazing house i've ever been in there was a nickel slot machine you could put nickels what? in and like you know it, the nickels would come back out if you got the jackpot um you could win as much as like a dollar and ten cents and then just put them all back in whoa there was a pool table oh my god i remember god. like sitting out on the dock by the lake mm-hmm. i remember uh this is the stuff childhood is made of. Peeing in sinks, sitting mm-hmm. on the dock, yep. slot machines. <laughs> you know, like, like everyone's that classic Otis Redding tune, peeing in the sink by the bay. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, we all know it's about finding the perfect fit for you. Yeah, where do you go for the perfect fit? I go to Third Love because they've got sizes double A through G. They've got half cups. It's awesome. So find your perfect fitting bra today. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Do you have anything else to say about Tang? Of course I do. Are you kidding me? Can we just be done with this already? Okay, we're almost almost done. Um, So there are many other flavors besides orange. Most of them are only available in other countries. So... (laughs) Uh, Some of the past flavors that have been available in the U.S. include mango, guava pineapple, orange pineapple, fruit punch, and grape. 
man. However, currently in Mexico, you can get tamarind <gasps> flavor tang. Doesn't that sound amazing? I'm so excited about it. I just inhaled my own saliva. Uh-huh. And um, horchata. Mm-hmm. In the Philippines, pomelo and soursop or soursop. I'm not sure how to say it. I always wondered. I, I've always loved whenever I see that word in print. It's such a like it, it, soursop or soursop or whatever it's called. What is it? It's a type of fruit. but I'm going to say it's a sour fruit. Okay. And in Argentina, they have tang fresh, which has a thicker texture and a foamy head. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel really good. Like I mean, if a little if a little body is good, more body is better. How can it get thicker than this? It's going to be like melted ice cream. Well, I mean, it's got it, not only gums, but probably also surfactants, foaming agents. Is that the same as surfactants? I think we've yeah, asked this before. Uh, I, th- I think so. I, I think so too. I think so. Uh, and that is all of the information that I have about Tang. Perfect. Well, um, hey, listeners, you know how to find us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. And um, uh, please don't talk about don't don't weigh in on anything that we discussed in this episode. No, you can't. You can't undo. You can't unring this bell. <laughs> did you did you ever discover a slot machine as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> What were the holly bushes of your youth? Yes. And she was afraid of me walking near them also. Like, I might get severely injured by walking near a a bush. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I know. It's so annoying. Um, You can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, on Instagram, at SpilledMilkPodcast, on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of your favorite podcasting platforms where we would love it if you would leave us a review. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Keep your tang fresh. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Whoa, brah. You you gave us some generous pours of tang. I'm going to get wasted. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.